guess who's back? Back again. AJ and Mark's back. Tell your league mates. AJ, what's up, man? Three days in a row, you got to be kidding me. It's pretty crazy right now. Absolutely crazy. So what did you think about our running back episode? Huh? We had more people. We had more matching picks. For quarterbacks, we had one matching ranking. Running backs, we had two. Do you think it's going to be more or less... I'm More or less for wide uh, Yeah. Well, when I put Connor there, I thought that there was a chance. I knew that you're a Connor guy, but honestly, I kind of thought you might even have him higher than 10. I thought I was reaching having him at 10, but again, I left off people the likes of Najee Harris and Nick Chubb. So, you know, a lot of respect for James Connor making that list over those fellas. I thought that he was going to be a little higher on your list, and I couldn't help but notice you, Leonard Fournette, was missing off your top 10. What happened? Did you just forget about him while you were making your rankings? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. I think he's uh, down at Wendy's right now or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, he's probably at the fucking drive-thru. <laughs> oh, yeah, Popeyes. Lenny, be better, my guy. I mean, he he he's going to be, you know, top six either way. The, you know, the touchdowns, the receiving work. One guy I really wish I get to mention, but we were so up against it last episode, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is a guy who deserves mention. He is the RB1 for the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? Clyde, Clyde, Clyde edwards Alaire proven he is not the guy, okay? He's not big enough, not strong enough. Good pass catcher, that's it. Jarek McKinnon, he's he's probably with Fournette over there at fucking Wendy's, okay? McKinnon's done. I feel really good about Ronald Jones. He can't not top 10, but I'll it be doesn't surprise me. I'm going to be trying to surprise me. Feel good about Ronald Jones. I'm going to be trying to draft him, right? You bet your bottom dollar. Okay. So on this episode, we have wide receivers. Wide receivers is very interesting because there is a fucking ton of these dudes. So I, if I had to set the line for matching rankings, I'm going to go 1.5. I don't think we're going to go over that. I don't think we're going to have two because there's so many variables with wide receivers. I think it's going to be tough. You think we're going to go over under 1.5 matching projections? I think I think we might go over. You think we're going to do it? We can get at least two? I think, I think we're really similar when it comes to receivers. I'm just looking at my rankings now, and it, it, there's so many good receivers. I feel like I could mix around the top six and yeah, so, just randomize it and it would make sense. See, that's why I'm not sure if we're going to be able to match them because it's just going to be which one did you like better that day when you were writing up the list. So yeah, that's true. We'll see. If, if we're going to go over the 1.5 mark, I feel like we need the number ones to match. Make so up. how are they not? Who's your number one? Cooper Cup. No question. I agree. No question. I also have Cooper Cup. Why do you like him? And then I'll just tell you why. And we can move I'll, on because people know you, why I'll, you like Cup. I'll tell you why I like him. Uh, the guy is unreal. I mean, he showed flashes earlier in his career, but he kept getting hurt. And he didn't – he had golf. So you throw Stafford over there and he, he pieces together a healthy season. The guy puts up 145 for 1,947 yards and 16 touchdowns. That's yeah. crazy. My, my, crown. The guy did it all last year. My notes on Cooper Cup, right? No, this is seriously like my note sheet. I wish I could show it to you. It says, number one, Cup. Don't overthink it. He was God mode last year. 191 targets, over 1,900 yards, 16 touchdowns. That's it. That's the notes. Don't overthink Do think, it. Now, 
obviously we're big keeper league guys. Do you think Cooper Cup is going to be like the most kept player because of well, where he got drafted? Well, where was he getting drafted last year? I don't even remember. Wasn't that high? Yeah, it's a value no matter where you look at it because he's arguably the top guy off the board this year. Yeah, and a lot of the running backs, I noticed that there's a bit of uncertainty. If you look at the ADPs right now, there's a lot of like wide receivers up in that first round now. Like it's like 60-40 in favor of running I, backs. I hate I freaking hate to admit this, but I think I'm a running back guy. I I lean heavy running backs when I'm drafting. I think receivers are overtaking running backs when it comes to value. It's it's getting there if it's not already. Yeah, it's definitely a passing league, and then it doesn't help that you have some of the biggest running backs just getting banged up, and when you're down those guys, it's just unbelievably difficult to come back from. All right, so we are currently one for one on wide receivers. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we might also go two for two here early out of the gate. Who's your number two? My number two is Justin Jefferson. I also have Justin Jefferson. Yep. (laughs) All right. So we're feeling that's going to happen. We're already over the 1.5. That was very anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw it coming. Uh, Justin Jefferson is just, he's electrifying. (laughs) So when, when he got drafted and I was watching his highlights of, and just in training camp, I I know I, I may have said it on the podcast. If not, I know I said it to you off camera. He, he reminds me of Odell. When Odell came into the league, he's he was that good, that early, that fast, and he hasn't slowed down. The guy, he has not slowed down. But so last year he had 108 receptions, 1,616 receiving yards, and 10 touchdowns. And yep. he can get better. He's yeah. still young, two two years in. He's dominating the league. It's great. <laughs> I know a lot of people are actually taking Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup in fantasy leagues right now. Now, it's a bit early. I really wanted to put Justin Jefferson one because I just love watching the dude play. But you 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 really can't. And then you got to figure, too, Robert Woods is out of Los Angeles. So there could be even fucking more targets available. Odell's not going to be back for a good chunk of the season next year. Cooper Cup's going to be force-fed. And usually, if you talk about a receiver that's going to get, like, all the defensive attention, usually, like, that could hurt them. Cooper Cup proved that it doesn't doesn't matter. And the thing with Matt Stafford, we've seen it all the years in Detroit. If he has a go-to guy, it's a go-to guy. Like, like we did with Megatron. Didn't matter if he was triple covered, going to him. It's the same thing. Stafford's a smart guy. You get a weapon like that, you fucking use him. (laughs) Shout out Calvin Johnson, one of my favorite receivers ever. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. All right, let's see if we can go three for three here. Who do you got? I think we're about to. What do you got? I think we're about to. Devontae Adams. No, this is where our lists differ. Okay, tell me about three. I'm extremely high on Devontae this year. I just couldn't put him over Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup. Uh, I I think to the untrained eye, you see Devontae go from the Packers to the Raiders. I think... A good chunk of people are like, oh, man, it's a bad move. I'm kind of down on Devontae Adams this year. Don't be. Because he already has the connection with Derek Carr. Don't sleep on Derek Carr. Derek Carr has a cannon. He's got one of the prettiest deep balls in the NFL. Now you're at Devontae Adams over there. Uh, They they go back to college. They're like best friends. Those two guys are best friends. I remember seeing an interview a couple years ago. They asked if 
you know, what other quarterback would Devontae want to play for? And I heard him say Derek Carr, and I was like, what is this guy talking about? But I totally forgot that they went to college together. They, like, were roommates. They're, like, best buds. Chemistry is already there. And, and you got Darren Waller, who you can sit here and say, it, it, so think about the Packers. Rodgers went to Devontae all the time. But, and, and that was really Devontae with double coverage, you know, always had a safety shadow on him. Because in Green Bay, it was really just Devontae for a, a while there. You can't do that. You can't do it in Vegas because you get Darren Waller. You know what I mean? So I think Devontae's going to have a huge year. He's not going to be putting up any, you know, freaking 20 receiving touchdowns or anything nuts like that. But he could. It's not out of the, you know, it's not out of, out of bounds thinking that he's going to absolutely dominate. I think he's going to have a good year. And I'm I'm so confident with him in my number three. I'm going to put him in number two. Wow. Yeah, no, I do like Devontae Adams. I'll talk about him later, though. So my number three, I actually thought we were going to be in agreement here. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase was fucking fantastic last year. This dude, he had 128 targets last year, and he had 1,455 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns. And those numbers could go up. Those were his rookie numbers. He had 128 targets. That shit can get up to what? It could get up to around 140 range. If he gets 140 targets, where does he go from 1455? Does he get up to 16? Does the 13 touchdowns go up to 15? Jamar Chase took the league by storm last year, and I'll never forget because in the offseason, all the reports out of training camp was this dude has butterfingers. He was dropping balls left and right in training camp, and it kind of brought his ADP down last year. And if you were able to draft Jamar Chase in like the fifth round, you absolutely struck gold. I was so upset I did not have any Jamar Chase shares last year because going in like the fifth round, you were getting him as like your R, uh, your RB, your wide receiver too. And I just didn't feel great about it because he has a rookie who's struggling. We've seen it before. For some reason, I was getting like flashbacks of fucking Justin Blackman. Remember that fucking guy? I was yeah. like, man, this guy was so hyped up. He's dropping everything. He looks bad in camp. Week one, he proved that Jamar Chase was legit. He had a fantastic rookie season. Year two with Joe Burrow, better offensive line. A year of experience under his belt. I think I think Jamar Chase could be the wide receiver one if the chips fell right. I have him here at three. I think that's a really solid spot. I I love Jamar Chase, and I do have a lot of shares of him and a bunch of our keeper leagues. So I'll be keeping him more than likely in a few of them. Uh, but believe it or not, as much as I love Jamar Chase, I don't have him at number four. Hmm. I guess Stephon Diggs. Okay. And it's the Josh Allen equation over here. It, it, now, if you remember early in the season last year, Stephon Diggs, I, a couple of leagues I was in, I was sending offers like crazy trying to get him because he started off kind of sluggish. He didn't have that great a start. But I, it's, it's Stephon Diggs and it's Josh Allen. You know they were going to click. You knew they were going to end up having a, a big season. And even with the slow start, he still had 103 catches for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. And I think they're the heavy favorites in the AFC this year. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. (laughs) But it's very much because of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That connection is crazy. And uh, 
as much as like I said, as much as I love Jamar Chase, I just think it's tough. Because if I'm drafting today, I'm probably taking Chase over Diggs. But me trying to put out an accurate top ten list, I I just think it's gonna be Diggs at four. Yeah, I'm I'm Diggs is not my four. But I'm glad to hear that you have him up that high because I agree with everything you said. My number four, however, is Devontae Adams. Okay. So you you really covered everything with Devontae Adams, so I'll keep it short. His I I couldn't agree any more than I do right now. Do not be afraid of Devontae Adams production playing with Derek Carr. These two guys have played a ton throughout their entire lives. They played together in the offseason when Devontae Adams was, you know, in Green Bay. They'd link up during the offseason and they'd play. So don't be afraid of Devontae Adams. It's just, you know, you got to worry about the target share with Waller because Waller is still going to eat. I think it helps both of them because now you can't really key in on Devontae Adams as much because you got to worry about Waller. And the same goes for Waller when we eventually talk about tight ends is now you have to watch Devontae Adams. It's going to open up Waller as well. I think Derek Carr is going to have a good year. Uh, we have our FFC Dynasty League. I, it's like 14 people. It's really deep, huge rosters. I recently traded Derek Carr. And now that he's getting Devontae Adams, it's just like, ah, shit. Like, if I would have waited one more year and held Carr, I could be getting Derek Carr with Devontae Adams. would have been great. But I'm I'm all in on Devontae Adams. feel great if he is your wide receiver one. I feel spectacular. Might not feel as good as when he was Aaron Rodgers' guy. Because if, if, if he was still in Green Bay, Devontae Adams would be number two for me, right behind Cup. And it's only because Cup was a god last year usually i'd have Devonte adams number one because he's going to car i slide him down a bit but i still have him at four see that the, yeah i mean i have him at three you have him at four you know we're right there the thing with Devonte is i think a lot of people are seeing it as like oh yeah he had aaron Rodgers. if you watch like the nfl you know 100 best players of the season whatever that show is on that network when you hear these opposing cornerbacks talking about Devontae Adams, they say the same thing. All of them. He's the best on the line. He's the best off the line. His separation's insane. Like, he's the real deal. It wasn't like he was just a solid receiver with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, Devontae is the real deal. Uh, so, moving on to number five, I have Jamar Chase. Now, that, just looking at it, at number five, that doesn't feel good, right? Might, no, it doesn't. I probably would put him over Diggs. Uh, see, the thing with Chase is, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I just like I like I said with the Diggs. You know, I felt like I should put Diggs above him. Looking at it again, I don't agree with that. I probably would have flipped them too. The thing with Jamar is like kind of like what you were alluding to. So he had 81 catches for 1,455 <laughs> yards and 13 touchdowns. So he averaged like 18 yards a catch. He also, it, it could have been better. And in one reason it can be better this upcoming season is because he's going to get more targets in all likelihood. But let's not forget, he led the league in drops last year. Mm. So his number should have been better. So you think he tightens that up, doesn't drop as many? It's only going to get better. Plus, kind of like what we're saying with Devontae and Carr. 
Jamar and Burrow have a fantastic repertoire together. They're, they're just, they're on the same page. Um, that's a pretty explosive combo, and it's going to be for a long time coming. So it, Jamar Chase at my number five, but I don't feel good about it. I should have put him at number four. See, this is where we have an interesting flip, because this is where I have Stephon Diggs. So I get Diggs at five, and... I'm so you brought up a lot of good points with Diggs. I'm so glad that you even have him higher than I do, because when I was making my list, I felt like I was going fucking crazy. Did people forget how good Stefan Diggs is? So Stefan Diggs two years ago was the wide receiver three. His first year in Buffalo, he set the fucking world on fire. He was unbelievable. Last year, he was wide receiver seven. So he did come down a little bit, but the thing is, is the targets, the targets were just about the same from his huge year to last season. The targets didn't really flip. It's the it's what uh, it's the catches kind of like Jamar Chase. He had some drops. Stefan Diggs caught 24 less balls last season as he did the one prior his huge year and he had two less touchdowns. So I don't know if it was a bit of a connection issue. I don't know if maybe he just was getting way like getting more difficult coverage because he's coming off that monster year. But Diggs had the sluggish start. Like you said, he sputted out of the gate and he closed really strong. If you had to hit, if you had him as your wide receiver one, you were still fine. It's just, you didn't have as many big blow up weeks as you did uh, the season beforehand. So I'm all in on Diggs. I think that they're going to, you know, get back more so on the same page. Diggs is the kind of dude, you know, he has a huge chip on his shoulder. He feels like he's the best receiver of football. And if you believe that Josh Allen is going to repeat for three years in a row as the QB one, it's going to be because Stefan Diggs is that dude again. So I believe that having Diggs ranked at five is so conservative and so safe because he could easily be a top two wide receiver for fantasy. Having him at five and where he's getting drafted is a fantastic value. Yeah, I mean his his ADP wasn't. I was I took part in a bunch of drafts last year where I thought Diggs kind of slipped down a little bit, and it didn't make sense. Like it, I don't know whatever reason, but you know Diggs is that guy. He's a beast. He can't go wrong. My number six, which this is another one. Like it, it feels weird saying this man is number six on my list, but it's Terry Kill. Uh. Obviously, if he was still in KC, he would be probably number two. He would be my number two. I think I would have my number two if he was in KC. Uh, here's the thing with Tyreek. You can't you can't take away the talent this guy has. He's the quickest, probably one of the quickest players I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Um, absolute speed demon, cheetah, if you will. Uh, but he's going to Miami, and he's got Tua <laughs> throwing on the ball. I, I can't I know I'm a New Englander but I'm just saying I I can't see him keeping quiet all year if Tua has one bad game I can see him on you know at the presser after the game like throwing him under the bus I, I, I don't know if it's going to work in Miami I'm not confident in it at all I, I like Tyreek Hill but I, I think he went to Miami for other reasons other than football yep that simple i don't think he's gonna produce as well as he as he would have been somewhere like kansas city yeah so uh, i'm not ready to talk about tyreek yet he is not my number six 
Okay, so we might have to wait a little bit more on Tyreek Hill. My number six, border. This could be another borderline blow your dick off ranking here. I have Mike Evans at wide receiver six. Damn. Okay. Now, last year, Mike Evans was wide receiver six. There is going to be no Godwin for probably the first first month of the season. Roughly first four or five games, there'll be no Godwin. And for real this time, there's no Gronk. No Gronk, no Godwin. That should equal out to more targets. And Mike Evans was a monster last year. Again, wide receiver six. All of a sudden, there's a ton of vacated targets. It's going to be him, Russell Gage, and chunky boy Leonard Fournette. Those are, those are your pass catchers. Yeah, those are your pass catchers. So Mike Evans, through the first four games, Mike Evans could have a double-digit target share in those games. And you know in the red zone, how many times did Mike Evans catch one-yard touchdowns? When they get down in the goal line, they look for Evans in those jump balls, and Brady puts it right on target. Like, yeah, especially with no Grant. It's just more red zone targets for Evans this year. Yeah, so, so there's no reason why Mike Evans can't repeat as wide receiver six. He has no competition for targets for the first month plus of the season. And when there is competition, because I believe he's one of those guys, Cooper Cup-esque, where if he gets doubled, he can go up and get it. The dude's fucking huge. So I can see him, even with getting extra coverage in the first month of the season, still being fantastic. And then when those guys, you know, when Godwin comes back, it'll free him up a little more. When Fournette sheds about fucking 200 pounds, it'll free up Mike Evans a little more because people need to watch with Fournette running out of the backfield. I am all well, in on Mike Evans. much running. <laughs> so, do you remember they had Cadillac Williams back in the day? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I heard the new nickname for Fournette is Escalade down there. Escalade, hey, you know what? Escalades though, they're powerful, and they can run somebody over, and they're enormous. <laughs> and that's all you have to do with Fournette. Anyway, I don't know how we get back to London Fournette. <laughs> Mike Mike Evans last year is number six. He's going to be this year's number six. The, and I can see the production even increasing with the targets for the first uh, quarter of the season. Love Mike Evans. I do too. And I'm not going to tell you now, or not, I'm not going to tell you now if he's on my list or not. Uh, let's just say he might not be, which is crazy. I know. I get it. I love Mike Evans. You know I'm a Mike Evans guy. If he's it, not in, if he's not I, in the top ten, I'll be shocked. Eh, well, we'll see. Uh, my number seven receiver is somebody I am extremely high on. I know you are too. Um, I just couldn't put him higher than any of these receivers right now. But it's 100%. My number seven CD Lamb. And the potential is unreal this year. That he is... It, it, see, he's one of these players where if he can stay out of his own way, if he can just focus on football and just him and Dak just go to town. He, he could be a top three receiver all all day. Like, he's that talented. Speed, hands are incredible. Route running. I think I, I think C.D. Lamb is the Dallas number one receiver now with Damari gone. Uh, I'm a big Mike Gallup, too. Like, I'm a big Mike Gallup guy, but he's coming in off an injury. They did resign him. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just – I'm super high on C.D. Lamb. I think he's gonna he's gonna put some huge numbers this year, and he is gonna be one of those guys that if you have him as your receiver one, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I, I was all in on CD last year. I'm not ready to talk about him yet. 
but who I'm ready to talk about is I just want to give a big round of applause to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, welcome to the bottom half of a top 10 wide receiver list. How does it feel? Hopefully you enjoy the bag you got, sir, because you will not be making it into the top five of fantasy wide receivers anymore. And this is purely a Tua. This is all because of fucking Tua. Yeah, it's a, right. it's a whole time. Tua Tunga Valawa Choka sucks. The guy can't fucking throw the ball. When he does, he throws it so close to the line of scrimmage because the only way he can complete a pass. Now, can Tyreek I know Hill- you saw that video, right? You saw that video, right? That Miami sent out a video of like, it was like a hype video. And it showed Tua launching it with air quotes to Tyreek. <laughs> and the thing just looked like a duck. <laughs> And then, and then, obviously, my first thought was like that was a bomb. Really, that this is what what's happening now. This poor bastard made the wrong move, and then, sure enough, everybody else thought the same thing. And then Tyree gets out there clearing the air the next day. Like, come on. You see, I, I I actually missed that, but. I, I'm going to go look it up right after we're done recording because I can see that being absolutely hilarious. This is purely such a greedy move by Ty. He went for the fucking money. He could have went to another team. He could have went to a spot. Well, here's the thing, though. How hungry was he? Because he already won a Super Bowl. So for him, he could be in Miami, be like, all right, like, you know, big fan base. He's going to be the face of get that bag. Yeah, that that's all this is. But it's just going to be so... It, I was going to say annoying to watch, but I think it's going to be joyful because how many times when Tua drops back and he throws that fucking floating air blimp out there that's just hovering in the sky and the safety is just going to come over the top and pick it off. How how many games into the season is it going to take for you know, Tyreek Hill just in the media after they just have another yes. huge, huge loss when yep. he's just like... Two is my guy. Like I see a lot of Mahomes into it. Like, how long until he just like completely just like shuts down? And yeah, just like, I don't think it's gonna take long. That's what I was saying just you know a little while ago when I was talking about Tyreek. It's not gonna take long, and it's going to happen. It will happen. There is like there is like an alternate universe where two has a good year because if you look at it on paper, if Tua can figure out how to accurately throw a football. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Jalen Waddle, who dominated last year. Uh, you you got your guy Raheem Mostert over here, right? So uh, they have weapons. And Gusecki. Tua has weapons. He, he's loaded, but can he get it done? I am not convinced. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Now, <laughs> we, we still both have Tyreek Hill in the top 10, so we're not saying... You kind of have to. Yeah, you're not saying you know avoid him don't draft him but i'm saying if any of the other guys that we mentioned are on the board we'd feel more confident in drafting those players over tyreek hill so essentially what i'm saying is draft mike evans over tyreek hill not sure where else you're gonna hear somebody say that but cd i would say take cd over him even though i had cd at seven but you know underneath them i think i'm more confident in cd this year yeah, it's just now Tyreek Hill, he's still going to have weeks where he wins it for you. He's going to have like that game where he catches two like little fucking two yard passes that he just takes to the house because he's that good and that fast. So those weeks will still happen. But even in Kansas City, he was pretty reliant on the deep touchdown to come through for you. Those are not going to happen at the same rate in Miami. No chance. How many times did you see Mahomes roll out of the pocket? Tua can roll out of the pocket. 
But how many times does Mahomes roll out of the pocket, throw like an 80 yard bomb? Yeah, an accurate one. Yeah, who is not doing that? So no two, two maybe two, a 25 yard bomb. So I mean, there there is a world that Tyreek Hill becomes a little more relevant in PPR leagues for once because he could get targeted a ton. But that's, they're all going to be you know close. They're not going to be. Too. That's tough too, though, because I I see that offense. I think Waddle is still going to be like the PPR guy. He's going to yeah. be like. Because you got to think, just like we've already stated with these receivers and quarterback connections, Tua and Waddle go way back to college. They were they were tight in college. That's why it's just like Jamar Chase and, and Burrow. It's the same thing. They both were rookies. They both came in and dominated because they already know their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, now, one, one tip for you guys listening at home when it comes to the fantasy draft, if you do end up drafting Tyreek Hill, when he has a blow up game, if he comes out like week one and he goes nuts, he is such a good player to trade while he's hot because he has such a huge name that if he goes off week one and you could ship him for like a Jamar Chase, you do that trade 10 out of 10 times. So if you do end up with Hill and he like comes out of the gate pretty strong, I would be looking to sell, not hold, because I don't believe you'll be able to sustain it. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Who do you got for number eight? We kind of took a long time with Tyreek Hill there. Uh, number eight. Number eight is tough for me. I have Debo Samuel. Obviously, obviously he's an extremely talented receiver. Uh, he doesn't need a great quarterback to, to perform well fantasy-wise, which is a big factor here because I'm not a, I'm not a believer in Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. So if they're going the Trey Lance route, and if it's all true that Debo doesn't really want to run out of the backfield as much as they have, have had him do, it's tough. It, Debo could drop down a little bit, but if Traylon's can hit some of his potential and at least you know hit this guy in stride, Debo's going to be a beast. It's that simple. It, it, like the only player, in my opinion, better than you know, you're, like. The yards after the catch, it's Cooper Cup, and then I think it's probably Debo. Yeah, it's. I totally agree. I agree so much, in fact, that Debo Samuel is my wide receiver eight as well. Yeah. So that's three matching projections right there. Now Debo was the wide receiver two in fantasy last year, and we both got him down at eight, which is pretty alarming. But again. I couldn't agree more. It's the Trey Lance effect. Garoppolo is as good as gone. Say what you want about Garoppolo. Not a good quarterback, but he was such a good game manager and he was very accurate for like within the first 10 yards. He could get it to Debo in space and then Debo, you know, he does the dirty work himself. The dude's an animal for not an overly huge wide receiver. If you watch him play, he plays like he's fucking 6'6". He plays like he's the four net of wide receivers, but he's he's not a big guy, but he's such a fucking tough guy. And he's not afraid of nothing. I love Debo. I'm a Debo guy. He's one of my favorite receivers. I was all in on the year that he got fucking hurt and sucked. I was all out on the year where he was returning and he was the number two. And now I'm back in, baby. And I in Trey Lance's quarterback probably might not be the best time to be all in, but I'm definitely going to be trying to get some shares now. I mean, it's just we haven't seen enough of Trey Lance to really feel confident. And the fact I feel like it's kind of going a bit understated, but the fact that it took Debo Samuels like a while, he's not even at camp yet. The fact that it's kind of taken him a while 
to go and report. I think it's because Debo knows what he's in for if Trey Lance is the guy. I think Debo knows that it's going to hurt him. And I think that's why he's not, doesn't seem thrilled about returning. I think he knows what Trey Lance is. And I don't think he feels great about it, if that makes sense. I might be overlooking, I might be reading too far into it, but I feel like Debo knows what Trey Lance is. Yeah, I think you're right. And in the locker room, it seems like the 49ers like Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I feel like Debo, Debo Samuel, and you know, Brendan Ayuk are and Kittle are content with Jimmy G, but the 49ers are. Uh, you know, they, so whatever. <laughs> Obviously, you know, there's a possibility that Trey could hit his potential, and then you're sitting on a gold mine with Debo. Yeah. I don't buy it, but it could happen. Like there's a lot, I, there's a lot of people that like Trey Lance. I, I just don't see it. Um, moving to number nine, this is one that it took some, it took a lot of thought for this guy. Uh, I kind of pretty, I pretty much put this guy in my top ten over Mike Evans. Kind of how I put it together. So Mike Evans isn't in my top ten. Wow, that's shocking but to me. They, I think they're going to put up similar numbers this year because they're arguably a, the same type of receiver. My number nine is Michael Pittman. Wow. Michael Pittman Jr. Now, obvious Dick, reasons. Dick they get on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they, get, they get an upgrade in Matt Ryan. And we have all seen what Matt Ryan can do with big-bodied receivers with good hands. Michael Pittman's that. That's exactly what he is. I think uh, I think Michael Pittman had a good year last year. He had, he had flashes as a rookie last year. He was a really good receiver. If you had him, where you got him, he performed for you. I think Matt Ryan is going to fall in love with this kid early, and he's going to get targeted heavily. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I also like Michael Pittman. He will not be making my list today, but I do like Pittman. Who I have at number nine. And I kind of feel a little gross about it. I want to move them up a little bit, but I'm having a hard time. It's CD Lamb. I love CD Lamb. All in my I feel like he should be. So I got CD Lamb here at nine. Last year he was wide receiver 13. He had eleven hundred yards, but only six touchdowns, which I thought he would excel in the red zone. But fucking Dalton Schultz shows up and he's like, hey, no, throw it to me. I'm the big white guy standing in the back of the end zone wide open. So <laughs> Schultz definitely, you know dipped into cd lamb's touchdown potential last year i'm hoping that changes because amari cooper is gone now amari cooper was banged up last year he had covid last year there's a bunch of things that he was playing with a freaking flak jacket on because he had broken ribs like amari cooper went through hell last year and he still played pretty well and he had touchdowns and now with those targets gone those red zone targets gone because cooper was a big red zone target as well I think that this is the is this is the year the CD Lamb breaks out. I thought it was last year; it wasn't quite there. I think it's going to be this year. Um, so I'm expecting the targets to go up. I mean, how do they not? And then no, they're gonna with they're more targets. Yeah, right. So with more targets comes more yards, more touchdown equity, perhaps. So I like CD Lamb as a top ten wide receiver. I have him at wide receiver nine. So with CD Lamb. He's just one of those players, like a perfect example of how I feel about C.D. Lamb. When we played Dallas last year and the game went back and forth, 
you know, we hit, you know, Kendrick Bourne with that 75-yard bomb right after Dallas took the lead. It was like a crazy, crazy good game. But the whole game, I'm just like, CD, he's almost unguardable. Like, you just, I'm watching him out there, and then sure enough, he gets the game when it touchdown. You can't, you, you really can't guard the guy. He's, he's that good. Um, yeah, so you had him at, you had him at what, nine? I have him at nine, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's a little low, but I mean, I, I had him at seven, so it's not that big a difference. I think we both obviously know he belongs in the top 10, and he is going to probably ascend higher than where we have him listed right now, but it's early. We're not trying to camp yet. Uh, my number ten is a player I'm extremely excited about this year. I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious if we have matching tens, but the way that you just said that, and I can see the smirk on your face, it's not going to be the same. I'm pretty pumped about this guy. Mine might be a little boring. All right, I have Jerry Judy at number ten. <laughs> oh wow! I now, like that. I'm gonna as good as all right. Obviously. It's Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson went to Denver. Jerry Judy, in was he in year three now? This is his third year. This is typically when the receivers start breaking out, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now it could be year one, obviously, but you know, typically in the past, year three. Uh, and this guy has it all lining up. He's got Russell Wilson, who's arguably one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. Jerry Judy is known for his route running. If you watch Jerry Judy film, this guy is unbelievable running routes. He burns corners all the time. But he had Drew Locke throwing on the ball last year. Now he's got Russell Wilson. That is a little, little bit of an upgrade. People, people, obviously, you know, Sutton is a great receiver, too. He's a really, really good receiver. He's going to have a huge impact on, on Denver's offense with Russell Wilson. Jared Judy, though, is going to be the guy. Trust me, he's going to ball out this year. I like Jared Judy. Did not make the top 10 for me list yet, but I really wanted to get him in there. Mine is the complete opposite side of the spectrum. You went young and exciting. I went old and boring, but consistent. My number 10 is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen lives on this fucking list. Now, Keenan Allen last year was wide receiver 10. He had 157 targets, which is actually the second most in his career. He had 1,138 uh, receiving yards and only six touchdowns, which is a bit low. Usually he kind of lives between the six to eight range touchdown-wise, but the offense is still going to be high scoring. He leads the team in targets every year. He's super consistent. Touchdowns could always go up when you have a guy like Justin Herbert throwing the ball. So I ended my list with probably the most consistently safe option you could have like jerry judy's exciting and he has crazy upside i feel like keenan allen is like a locked and loaded top 14 guy and that's gonna do it for our wide receiver list thank you for tuning in and we're gonna talk about whether we should do tight ends or not because that is not a sexy position